Let's talk about the Barbara Blake Hanna Prize. Let's also discuss how it must feel to be a black Orthodox Jew in the UK in 2020. What about the destruction of Haile Selassie's statue in the UK this year? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Pain is temporary. It may last a minute, an hour or a day or even a year, but eventually it will subside and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. Eric Thomas. Love that quote. Never give up. Never give up. So, this week, I watched some great TV, I must say. Um, I watched um, Africa's Great Civilization on, on BBC4. I think it's still up there on the iPlayer. Uh, BBC, yeah, BBC4. There's one, one to six episodes. I didn't watch all of the episodes, but it's really good. Very enlightening. Uh, it's, it's been on before, actually, um, but it's still worth a look you know, with you, with your young people or with your partner. It's basically exploring Africa and, uh, you know, talking about it being the genet- genetic home of all living humanity with uh, Henry Louis Gates Jr. So really good show, definitely worth a watch. But the one that really captivated me this week was uh, the show with Afua Hirsch. Um, she wrote the book British, um, so the show was African Renaissance, uh, when art meets power, and that was also on BBC Four. BBC Four is doing quite a bit, you know, they're showing quite a few things. I I definitely keep an eye on that channel, for for you know for exposing history, you know, the world history as it really is. But I learnt so much in that show, so much. I've been reading up on some bits and pieces. It was specifically on, on Ethiopia this episode. I think there's going to be another episode coming on as well. But this one was on Ethiopia. Uh, speaking about how, you know, it's a 3,000 year old history, you know. It, and it never been colonised, which I, I didn't realise. Never been colonised. So that was very interesting and very, very telling once you hear the story a bit further. Um, and they were also practising Christianity uh, way before the Vatican was even built. You know, Christians, um, yeah, and Victorians actually came to convert them um, and then realised that they were already Christians, you know, before they got there. So that that was interesting. So, yeah, so I think they said they had been um, dealing with Christianity since the 4th century. So a very long time. Um, and they've got some really large historic structures by the, um, I, don't, I probably won't pronounce this right, but the Aksumites. Yeah, the Aksumites. Um, so they've built one of the tallest megalithic tombs and obliques in the world. Um, basically called the, the obliques of Aksum. Um, yeah, amazing. I mean, when, when you look at it, it looks like, you know, like modern day concrete, to be fair. And it's quite slim and very, very tall, like, you know, prehistoric skyscrapers, pretty much. Um, and I'd, I'd never seen these buildings before. So it was really, really good bit of history to see, to be fair. 
Um, and yeah, so they, they, they just really went into the whole lifestyle of Ethiopia and um, as, as Mari, as Mari people, uh, the poets um, and the lyricists and song, song makers. And they, they, they're basically like the modern day, not modern day, but they're like the griots of West Africa. Um, but when they do their, their poetry and their lyrics and songs, they use an instrument that looks like a, a one-string fiddle. Um, so, yeah, but it's really powerful. I mean, I couldn't understand what they were singing about, but I could feel it. You could feel the energy. I'd, I'd definitely give that a watch. I'd definitely give that a watch. And they also went into um, Haile Selassie's, um, uh, his legacy as well. So I learned a lot more about Haile Selassie. I, I didn't actually realise that he used, he actually lived in... Wimbledon um, for a while um, which was interesting and I didn't realise also they had a bust of him in in Chin, uh, Kanzario, Kanzario Park in Wimbledon but unfortunately on the 2nd of June 2020 um, it was destroyed um, it was destroyed by it wasn't anything to do with uh, the whole Black Lives Matter type stuff, obviously. Um, I think it was something to do with something that's going on in Ethiopia, in, in Ethiopia at the moment, um, where certain people have died recently, etc. But it's really unfortunate that they, they, they destroyed it. And it had been there for years, obviously, in, in memory of him living there. Um, so he, he basically lived in Wimbledon. He was exiled um, to the UK and stayed there in 1936. Um, uh, following the invasion of the, when the Italians invaded the country, so, so yeah, um, I'm a bit gutted really because once I realised that, I was thinking, you know, if I if I'd known it was there, I would I would have gone to see it. You know, I mean, there's not many African um, emperors, you know, uh, bust or statues up in the UK as far as I know. Um, I would have thought the the most well, I thought that Nelson Mandela. One was the first, I mean, although he, he wasn't an emperor, but I mean, uh, black African of significance. I thought that was the first one. Uh, who knew that that one was in a park in Wimbledon all that time? So I hope, I hope that they, you know, restore it and, and, and put it back for sure. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, Haile Selassie is a very significant um, person um within the Rastafarian community. Um, and he's, yeah, he's, 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 his, his story is very interesting. Very interesting. I learned a lot more about that. So I'll definitely look into that for sure. Um, so yeah, that show was excellent. Uh, and also, uh, this week as well, we found out about um, Barbara Blake, Hannah, the first black uh, TV presenter who paved the way for Trevor McDonald 50 years ago. Who knew? I had no clue. I had no clue. I mean, I always thought it was Trevor McDonald was the, was the first. Who knew it was it was Barbara from from Jamaica, you know, fifty years ago. But basically, um, her her time was short lived uh, due to the racism um, in nineteen sixty eight. Her her situation was axed by Thames Television because people were well racist racist people in the UK were were getting onto the TV show and you know, sending letters in saying, get that N-word off our screens and various things, um, which is, you know, it's just repugnant, man. I mean, we, you know, the, the, the woman that had, had come over doing a sterling job, 
you know, breaking new boundaries and, and obviously she was good at her job because she was able to be on TV to do it. Um, but just because the colour of her skin 50 years ago, uh, people just couldn't take it, just didn't want it. And, and you know, the, the, the bosses, rather than standing up for, for her, they went with the, with the masses who, who just continued to complain. And unfortunately, her show was Axe and she, her, her, her paperwork, she was never, it was never renewed. So she, she kind of moved on. But she, she went on to do many other things with her life. Um, she's definitely worth somebody, worth reading up on, for sure. Um, and now, in honour of her, they've, the Press Gazette have launched a Barbara Blake, Bra, Barbara Blake Hannah Prize to recognise up-and-coming non-white journalists, which I think is, is beautiful. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. So at least her, her name will live on and we, we won't forget her name, you know. I mean, this, this would have been somebody that would have inspired many young black girls and boys and, and just people in general, but definitely young black girls. If they'd known about her um, prior, they would have known that, you know, there, there was somebody before because maybe, maybe there were young girls that wanted to get into journalism and, you know, they saw... Uh, Trevor McDonald, but then again, they would have saw more. It was strip, but also it would have been really good to know that there was somebody there setting pace from way before, you know. So that's that's really good. Um, but yeah, she went on to be the first uh, Rasta Rastafarian to sit in Parliament in in Jamaica as well. And she's written, I think she wrote about six books. So yeah, she went on to do things. You know, you you can't stop talent. I mean, if talent's there talent's there you know you can't stop it and you, you never give up no matter what you never give up and she, she's living testimony to that so that was nice to hear for sure but in the UK at the moment we're you know they're still we're still dealing with this COVID situation and of late they're talking about uh, young people are, are are getting it more than anybody else and I think when they say young people they mean like you know in 20s 30s and 40s um, but of, but not being hospitalised, but they are passing it on to other people. So they're, you know, they're getting quite concerned about that. Um, it's it's really unfortunate. I mean, with with this whole COVID thing, this what the what the government, what the scientists want the public to do is really based on on trust and and confidence in in what they're saying. Um, but I think. I mean, I don't know how much trust and confidence the government over the past years have instilled in people, you know. So I think this is why, this is part of the reason why um, they're finding it challenging um, to have people do what they want them to do. Um, and obviously there's a lot of conspiracies about what's really going on and what's not really going on. I, I For me personally, I kind of feel like we're not going to really know what, and what is and what's not for about 50 years you know when they look back and open the books again in years to come then the truth will come out about what was and what wasn't you know so at this at this time we, we we're just going for it you know whether we believe whether we don't believe you know um but one thing's for sure it's going to affect all of us and it's affecting all of us whether that's the way that it's affecting the economy whether that's you know, you get ill or, you know, there's people around you that get ill. But either way, we all live on the planet. So we're all going to have to deal with it in some way, shape or form. So 
we have to find out a way to get through it the best way we can, you know. But what gives me absolute joy, absolute joy, when I see young, young black men like Stormzy doing phenomenal things with his success, phenomenal things, you know. I mean, I, before I even say what I'm going to say, I, let me, he's, this, Stormzy, obviously that is his stage name, but his name is Michael Ebenezer Quadro Amari Awawu Jr. Yeah, this is a man of African descent. He's found his way through the music business, you know, doing his rap, doing his grime stuff. Um, and he's, he's been so successful at it lyrically and obviously financially as well. He's gone out of his way to say, you know what, I am going to donate. My aim is to donate £10 million over 10 years yeah, to support disadvantaged students. That's, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. He did, did not need to do that, but something in his soul, you know, let him, let him know, you know what, I can do good out here. I can do some good out here beyond me, beyond my, you know, the kudos of being one of the top rappers in the UK. You know, I can do more. And, and so the other day he gave half a million to, to the Black Heart Foundation. Yeah, man, it gives me goosebumps. Gives me goosebumps for a young man to be, to you know, to even think about doing stuff like that. And then it makes me, it really reflects on, on, on the other artists, you know, the other artists and the other footballers and the other, you know, all the people that are making a lot of money through their God-given skills, you know, their God-given talents. You know, they've decided to share and, and do other things to, to bring people up as well with them. You know, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and I'm not saying, I'm sure there's, there's loads of other people that give to the community as well. Um, and maybe it's not spoken about a lot, but, you know, let's, let's speak about it, man. Let's speak about it. I mean, especially if you're, if you're young and you're, you're making it, you know, start thinking about what you would have liked what you would have liked to somebody uh, to, to have done to help you. I mean, there was a, a young girl today as well. She um, done a GoFundMe, a black girl from Portugal, um, come to England to study, and um, she done a GoFundMe, and Taylor Swift um, put some money in her account, and now she can study here, you know? So things like that, you know, there, there's a lot of us that are doing extremely well financially, extremely well financially. Let's give back, you know. Let's give back. If we can give back, if you can commit to something like what Stormzy's doing, you know, do it, man. Do it, you know. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's really important to give back in which way you can. And it might not even be financial. It might not even be financial. It might be just your time, just you being there. And like I said, I'm sure and I know many, many successful people do this. But let's, let's do it more. Let's speak about it more. Yeah, because it is it's really important. Um, and you know what? I mean, on 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 another note, not not such a good thing is um hearing about this um black um inspector who was stopped by the police, driving home. Charles Charles in in Kiowa in Kiowa. I'm sure I didn't pronounce that right, but this week he he was stopped. He, this is a man that served is is currently serving twenty two years. Um, in the police force, um, but he was, you know, off duty on his way home, 
Um, and he says he was racially profiled. He was stopped by two two police officers in his car um, while he was off duty. And, you know, they obviously didn't give him any substantial reason as to why they stopped him. Um, but when he told them that he was a, an officer and showed him his badge, he, he just they just walked off and, and left it like that. So hats off to him for kind of bringing it to the attention because... You know, on the surface of it, I'm thinking, well, you... Because I think he's he's looking to prosecute now as well. So I'm like, well, you've really um, kind of putting your job on the line. But it's obviously bigger than your job, you know. And and you could do nothing but respect that. So so I'm, I'm, I'm glad... I'm not glad that it happened to him, but I'm glad that he's had the, the gumption to say, you know what, I'm going to take this further. This was racial profiling. And we need to do something about it within the force, even though he's still serving and he's been there for 22 years. And I, I, I think the, the, the reason why the officers walked up, because once they realised he'd been in the service for so long, they realised that he was higher ranked than them as well. So, so, yeah, there's a lot of back and forth going on with that at the moment. So it's going to be interesting to see if that even stays in the news or how, how, how it pans out, because I, I, I think it's important. But I hope... I hope this doesn't make his life difficult because he's choosing to do the right thing, you know, because, you know, police do get a, a bad a bad rap, but not all police are uh, um, are bad police, you know. Not all, of, not all of anything is bad. Not all of anything is good, you know. So, you know, um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's a good thing that he's doing, you know. It's a testimony to him. Um, and this week also, I, I listened to a conversation where they were speaking about um Wiley's situation um which happened a, a few weeks back in regards to anti-semitic anti-semitic statements um but it was it was coming from a black rabbi so um an african-american orthodox rabbi um and he was speaking about the conflict that he feels um when he hears racism um racism coming from 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 Jewish people or when he hears anti-Semitic stuff coming from black people, you know, and, you know, obviously being in the middle because he's black and he's Jewish, the conflict that he feels, you know, um, and I, I, it got me thinking about, you know, it must be the same for, for black Muslims, you know, when you've got people that are, that are um, uh, anti-Muslim and anti-black and you're a black Muslim you know, the issues that you have to face is that. So that's, that's something, you know, we, we need to be mindful of and think about as well because, you know, we're, you know, black people, black people are involved in everything, you know, in, in all different facets of the world. So, yes, but some people are involved in many minorities, you know, many minorities. And then it made me maybe think about the, the Falasha Jews, um, and their long, rich history, and, you know, yeah, so the, these are things that it's definitely worth looking into, definitely, and being mindful of, being mindful of, because, you know, some people have it really hard because of the, the way their life has, has, has taken them, where it's taken them, you know, um, and they end up being caught between a rock and a hard place because of their faith, because of the colour of their skin, and, and that stuff combined, so, yeah. Very interesting. Something definitely to, to speak on and, and look into a bit more. But on a global, from a global perspective, um, on Sunday in Death Valley in Las Vegas, um, 
they recorded a temperature of 54.4 Celsius. 54.4 Celsius. If, and I, I think they're, they're going through the process of ensuring that that was the exact temperature and whatnot. But if that is confirmed, that will be the hottest temperature ever recorded on Earth. So if anybody's in any doubt that this planet is getting hotter, you know, I don't know how much we can do about it. I'm sure we can, you know, we can play our part. You know, uh, I think we have to talk about it, you know, countrywide and, and planetwide and nationwide and stuff. But we can all do our bit. But the planet is definitely heating up and things are changing um, quicker than we know. You know, I mean, it's I, I mean, I, the fact that I'm living in a time where I can say that I am living for a time where you know, we, we, we've had the hottest te air temperature on the planet. When you think about how long the planet's been here and how long we've been recording it. But in 2020, if you're here now, you've actually lived through that period of time. It, it kind of blows my mind a little bit when I think of it like that on a, on a bigger and global scale. So yeah, so it's been an interesting week. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, and thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today and hopefully you can join me on the next one until then take care and be nice to each other thanks again for listening to Pablo's podcast I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussions